we all heard the call. The prime minister asked businesses to retool, redesign and join the fight against COVID-19 and start to produce anything from ventilators to masks. You no doubt saw the pictures of Premier Doug Ford on Tuesday personally picking up the first load of Ontario medical masks ready for use from the Woodbridge Group. We'd like to welcome onto the show Flavio Volpe. He's the president of the Automotive Parts Manufacturers Association. Flavio, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Last time you were on the show, I think you were talking with Mike Stafford and, and Sapria Devetti on the morning show, right? Yes, that's right, yeah. Okay, and this was early days, you know, weeks ago when the call had just uh, been made by the prime minister for groups to any kind of company, the manufacturer that could help out, please get involved in this fight. It was uh, a big day on Tuesday as the first boxes of STM level three masks were shipped off to healthcare workers. Can you tell us what the Woodbridge Group normally makes? This is the... um, the company that sure. helped produce these masks? So Woodbridge is in the business of uh, everything from uh, seats to foam to headliners to trunk liners. And uh, a couple of factories in the greater Toronto area, the one the Premier went to in Vaughan, uh, makes uh, trunk liners and headliners and other products that way. You know, we put out uh, we put out a call um, on the 15th of March. Uh, we spent that week talking to the Prime Minister's people, the industry minister, the deputy prime minister, and said, um, take the cue here from the auto sector. We can build stuff at scale. And uh, I'm going to be very public about our call to our members to say, um, let's step up and see what we can convert. And Woodbridge was one of the first to pivot. And the reason that they that they were able to do that is uh, this is a global company. You know, it does, does billions of, of dollars in uh, business around the world in over 60 plants. And, and they had already been working with uh, one of their uh, Japanese partners, a company called Inouac. On uh, In Japan, they were already working on masks, and they had already stepped up to see what they could turn around and do with some of the fabrics and some of the materials they already work with. And the, the Canadian, this company is a Canadian company headquartered here in uh, Mississauga, talked to their Japanese partners and said, hmm, do you know what? We want to be the first ones out there to, to try this. If we fail, we fail. But um, we can't make N95 masks today. You know, there's a certain certification that's required. It takes a long time to get into a lab. You need unwoven materials. But we can relieve the pressure on the healthcare system so that the doctors and nurses who are attending uh, patients right now who need the N95s can have them. And then everybody else who needs surgical-level masks, we can make millions a week. Well, it took them less than two weeks. Uh, They worked around the clock. They designed their own um, uh, mask. They worked together with their Japanese partners. And they're working together with their... uh, facilities in Tennessee to do the same thing for the U.S. market. I understand this was also a collaboration between the Woodbridge Group and engineers at McMaster University. Can you describe, you know, what the engineers at Mac brought to the Woodbridge Group and how that that process unfolded? Great story there, and I thank you for bringing that up. Um, so, you know, to go from making uh, automotive uh, supplies in a plant to, to, to making an ASTM level three mask uh, is going to require validation and testing by experts in the field. And um, uh, we scoured our network. We picked up the phone and called uh, uh, McMaster Engineering on a, uh, we sent an email on a Saturday morning. Well, within an hour, uh, John Preston, who's the associate dean over there, called me and said, we'll do it. And I said, great, we'll see, we'll see you on Monday. He said, Monday, I'll meet you today if you can bring us prototypes. And so I rushed over to the Woodbridge plant, and there, there was a group of 25 people there working around the clock, grabbed them, drove from Vaughn to 
Hamilton, handed them to John in the parking lot, and he ran them inside the building. And then for for two days, back and forth between McMaster and Woodbridge, they worked on various levels of prototypes for fit, um, uh, for uh, performance, filtration, did independent tests. McMaster was critical to the validation of this product. Uh, for Woodbridge to get their Health Canada certification. At a time when the, everybody is trying to get into a certification lab, uh, McMaster filled that gap. It was great. It's such a great story about how individuals are taking it upon themselves to fight COVID-19. And, you know, uh, it, it, they're, they're just not wasting any time. How many prototypes are we talking about? Like, give us an idea of how many prototypes the Woodbridge group came up with and Mac, McMaster Engineering tested. Between uh, Woodbridge and Inuak, they're probably... Uh, four or five different prototypes that uh, went through in a matter of uh, days, maybe up to a week that was back and forth. And uh, and the handoffs, uh, I know that uh, he might be a little bit embarrassed of me saying it here. You know, the Woodbridge chairman, uh, Bob McGee, uh, himself put some masks in his car and drove over the ne- the next set. Uh, it was all hands on deck. Every single person in that company involved and invested. And uh, also at McMaster, you know, I, I, I can't give them enough credit for not just being available around the clock, uh, uh, imploring us to use them around the clock. Yeah, they're an incredible institute. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about the, the masks and your need sure. to be certified before they can be used by sure. frontline healthcare workers. Do you have any insight into how long certification takes and what happens? Um, you know, Mac gives you the go ahead and they say, OK, we love these prototypes. This is the one to go with. Uh, yeah. These are the ones that we're willing to say work the best. Then what happens? So usually what happens is that you go into a um, you get into queue into a certified lab. Uh, to meet a standard, you're going for a standard, an ASTM or a, or a NIOS standard, and uh, you get your certification. Uh, getting in line for a lab these days is probably about 60 days. Then uh, getting in line for your certification might be another 30 to 60 days. But we know that frontline workers, especially the non-attending physicians, need these ASTM level threes. And we talked to the premier. Uh, I got to give him full credit. You know, uh, the the. I mean, I just got off the phone with the premier right now. He's made himself imminently available to make the calls, uh, uh, to make the judgment calls, and to move forward uh, when uh, when the when a bureaucratic process might say it takes 30 days. You know, he's called on the resources to get everybody at the table uh, when they're supposed to be there. So um, we move that process up really quickly without sacrificing any of the rigors that you have to meet for that certification. Uh, because what was important is there's two types of masks that are required here. We've got that N95 that everybody is talking about, and certainly um, the groups are still working on those. You know, they take a little longer to get those certifications. Um, but uh, but by making this mask available, certified, and in the millions the production started uh, two days ago. They're, they're, the production is, uh, you know, a million plus a week. That puts it in the hands of everybody else who's working in those hospitals and those healthcare centers. So that, look, you have the masks. Leave the N95s for the surgeons that, for the physicians that are in those rooms. And um, these are locally made. You're not going to run out. Woodbridge has got two plants here pumping them out, and um, and there are others that we know in this army uh, that uh, that uh, we've conjured up that are. Are, are going to help fill the rest of that demand. So this process that, you know, takes, you know, 60 or 30 days, what was it expedited to in the case of your masks? 
Well, I think we did this all within a case of two weeks uh, without without <laughs> skipping any of the regulatory rigor. It's just, hey, by the way, it's an emergency. It's a public health emergency. We've all declared states of emergency. Let's make everybody available when they, when the product is available to to do the validation, the certification, and, and testing and procurement. Uh, there's a lot of credit that goes to a lot of people in the public service who helped to make that happen. It 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 wouldn't work if uh, you know it isn't just a story of the private sector hustling here. There's a lot of uh, public sector uh, uh, yeah. public servants who are. It's people working uh, yeah. together. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, which is is the beauty of this and how we're all coming together in this uh, crisis. Flavio Volpe is with us. He's the president of the Automotive Parts Manufacturing Association, talking about those. ASTM level three surgical masks that have been certified. Um, they were made by the Woodbridge group in, uh, and our premier Doug Ford was on hand on Tuesday to personally pick up the first load of a thousand. I imagine that felt fantastic, but real, the real question is how many masks will be made and what, what's a realistic production estimate for, you know, daily or weekly basis. Well, um, you know, in automotive, you certify your production levels. You know, if you're making cars, uh, if, if you're going to supply a Toyota and Toyota is going to make um, 800,000 of these cars this year, you certify you're going to deliver 800,000 of those. This this venture with Woodbridge Group is going to put out a million masks a week, and it's putting out a million masks a week. And so when you saw the Premier go pick that up, that's production is running up at that level. It is immediate. It is renewable, and uh, the commitment from the company is even if the world goes back to normal, uh, even if we're making cars uh, a month from now, and that they have to fulfill all their auto obligations, they are 100% committed to the covenants that they made to the province and to the federal government, and they're going to continue to deliver for as long as they need to. Uh, well, do you think, well, is there a plan to stockpile? Uh, you know, that's a question better put to the Premier. I don't know. I would imagine that uh, we're, we're all learning some lessons here about uh, the problems with the shortage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Flavio, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I mean, I, I you can hear the pride in your voice, the fact that you're just so thankful. So many people yeah. uh, you're in, in your industry and, you know, other industries have worked together to make this happen. I thank you for your time and um, and, and want to wish you um, a, a pleasant weekend because I know this is a weekend that's very important to people. It's a weekend we normally spend with our families. However you spend this weekend, do it safely. And thanks so much for joining us on the show. I appreciate you for letting me tell the story. There's uh, a lot of us are anxious about uh, the pandemic itself, but the fight back, uh, the reinforcements are coming. We're at full gallop.